From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Get into Geek, this is DC TV. We're talking uh, Arrowverse, Volantiverse, and all that sort of business. Um, this is week three, I think. It is. It is? Yes. yes. I'm Ben. Mitchell, Terry, hello. hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm a little angry about Supergirl. I've got to say that straight up. Only so a little? There's a little teaser getting oh, into dear. this. Okay. Yeah, it's going to get real. But before we get into that... Uh, <laughs> is it going to get as real as Legends did last week? Oh my God, that was so bad. No, nah, it's probably not going to get that bad. <laughs> okay, That good. was pretty bad. Mitch, <laughs> um, we're going to whack up some uh, some time codes. Yeah, yes. just in case there were any people like us last week who thought this is it for them with Legends and they're just deciding to skip that yeah, of our I'm podcast not, this I'm week. I'm watching that stuff. <laughs> yep. So yeah, check the uh, description of the podcast, all the time codes for yep. whatever particular show you might be after. How do you skip think, ahead and go back? How do you think we went with our timer, a ten-minute timer? I liked it. Worked out well. I actually really did like it. Yeah. I think yeah. you guys liked it because it always landed on me. Coincidence, Terry. That was a coincidence. Oh. I assure hey, you. Once is a coincidence, so is twice. But third is a pattern. Well, heard that somewhere. <laughs> If you think the bell's trying to wrap you up, then that's fine. <laughs> but hey, on the bell, last week you wanted we wanted to change it up. You wanted a sonic screwdriver. Yes. Is that right? Yes. I found a screwdriver. Is this, nice. Is this, is this similar to, to what they... Uh, oh, hang on. Where, where is it? Let me see if I can play it here. Is this similar? <laughs> that sounds like Doctor Who. Uh, not even a little bit. <laughs> what? No? Perfect. No. Okay. Well, let's use that one then. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Doctor Who sonic screwdriver. <laughs> Great. Uh, Supergirl. I'm going to hop straight in. Go Can for I go it. first? Go. Go right. for it. Right. So they have replaced the bloody mother. Not even told us. And they've also replaced the young Kara. The actress who played her in the pod at the start. Yeah. It's a different actor. Uh, but, you know, she's getting old. It doesn't matter. You've, you've, you've cast somebody. Yeah, but you're not going to get into like season five and that actress is 20, still playing a 12-year-old. Possibly not. But no, but they could go back and use old footage. Yeah, they could have written ahead and done all these <laughs> episodes. But seriously, I mean, it's, ex- it's a classic example of when they replaced Sarah in Arrow. Mm. Yeah, yep. Because they've gone, oh, let's write something about her. Oh, let's find that act. Oh, no. Well, it's, she's she's not. on the bold and the beautiful. We oh, can't well, use let's her. just replace her. No one will notice. Yeah. Poor shit. But Sarah, that, you can get away with that Sarah. The original Sarah had nothing to do. She was literally underneath Oliver while he made out with her on the boat. But she, th- that original Sarah, granted, I already have my own you know, agenda with that chick, but... She looks more like Laurel. Yeah. They could have passed as sisters easily. Yeah. And she would have made a better Sarah. I'm just wondering whether they didn't know they were going to go down that route. So they hire someone that they're not thinking is going to need to act. They just need a beautiful blonde. I'm sorry. Are you saying that Jackie Matt can't act? Is that who that is? I don't know who these people are. (laughs) She's on the bald and the beautiful. (laughs) Well, well, in that case then, probably not. No. No. (laughs) 
Anyway, aside from that, yeah. that was yeah. my only rant, really. I, I actually really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was great. But they went to Mars. Mate, John Jones Mars, has a transforming yes. car. Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> no seatbelts, obviously. No, well, you know. Because it was from the 60s. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, Mars Rover was a nice touch. It was just Mars Rover just sitting there. (laughs) So good. Which obviously has the world's worst cameras because there's a whole civilization living on Mars. Yeah. It's seen none of that. So the first thing I thought of when they got to Mars, like last week it was a big thing. No, not last week, week one. It was a massive thing when she dove underwater to, to grab the submarine. And Alex said, she can't breathe underwater, yeah. right? Yeah. So she yep. gets to Mars. What's she breathing on Mars? Well, I thought of that as well. But does she just need some type of gas atmosphere? Well, does she have to be, is it some kind of, yeah, like as long as there is an atmosphere that she's able to breathe in, doesn't matter whether it's carbon dioxide or oxygen or whatever the hell is going on on Mars, she just can't breathe water. I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is massive, and I know somebody's going to write in with the actual... I should Google it right now. No, but now. please do write in, because they didn't address it at all, and it's like, is is it supposed to be a thing? Because There are a few things they didn't address. Yeah. I would say, at a guess, there is some oxygen in the Mars, Mars atmosphere mm. right now, in real life. And maybe that's that small amount is all she needs. I don't know. I watched Total Recall, and when <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger blew out of that thing, his eyes were bugging out of his head, and there was wasn't any atmosphere. He was gonna die. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> it's got oxygen, point one four six percent. Carbon dioxide is ninety five percent or something or so. Carbon monoxide is a bit of that. Nitrogen, a little bit of that, and a little bit of that. Okay, well, why are you doing the research? How much? What's the oxygen content in water? Well, it's well, a it's, lot, it's, right? It's, it's, it's like if, if she actually needs the oxygen. Yeah, I know, but like, it just seems like they made if such a big deal of it's, it's a different <laughs> thing. If she doesn't have gills, she's not Kevin yeah, Costner right. in Waterworld. Well, or Aquaman. I mean, where's he floating around? Yeah, well, <laughs> can we just call him? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did think the same thing, but I, I don't know. I don't know. It, I, it's a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, speaking of TV shows, I felt like I was back in the early 2000s. Not only did we get Tony Almeida from 24, we get Marcus Dixon from Alias in the same goddamn episode. I know. And Welcome. I'm, worst, I'm watching those as we speak, as you know, because I've borrowed your box sets. And Sarah's next to me going, check out who it is, check out who it is. And I'm like, I feel like I should know him. <laughs> I haven't binged seven episodes just the night before. <laughs> Alias oh, yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm shit house. I'm absolutely shit house. But yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was good too. Um, can everybody... Oh, no, we're skipping to the end. But when he's at the end, he's like, can everybody do that on Earth? And John Jones said, no, she's special. Mm. Should have said, and so are we. Yeah. <laughs> up, up and away, yeah. pops. Because I assume... He can do that as well, right? Well, yeah. Is it only on Earth that they can do that? Can he not do that on his Hang own on, planet? What did he do again? Well, she flew away, and um, right. John Jones's father was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool about her." Yeah. Can everybody on this world do that? But he flies. Yeah, John Jones flies. Yes. Yeah, but his father seemed surprised about that. And I know a couple of weeks ago we we asked the question, well. You know, does John Jones get his um, powers from the sun? And you said, no, he's Martian and he's he's just awesome. And, well, that includes his flying. Mm. Well, apparently... Apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah. According to his father. Yeah. Just Unless his father's just old. shitty writing. But on the o- other side of that coin, it might go towards your shitty writing, Terry, that 
like uh, while I do love the, the the coming of Marcus Dixon from Alias as his father, he just happens to also be a black guy. They're all black guys. I know, but like, uh, like uh, John Jones took on the form of what's what's his actual name? Hank. Hank. Oh, he took on the form of Hank when they met. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the jungle that time, and Hank was gonna die, yeah. and so he took on the form of Hank. Right. So he t- he's a Green Martian who took on the form of this African American U.S. soldier. Yet he goes to Mars. And his father, who's presumably never been to Earth, maybe he has, but what just so happens to be also a much older-looking African-American yeah. he did, guy? He like, did say, I'm going to change my appearance to look more like you or more... Um, oh, my God, what was the wording? Yeah, it, was, he, it was a it point was of... bullshit Yeah, line. like, you're our guest. We take on the form of our guest. Yeah. Because that was the first... Like, they explained that after... They first ran into those. Were they white Martians or green Martians? Whoever uh, Miss Martian was hanging out with must be another green. They're they're all all white. They're all whites, right? So they show up and these three white Martians walk in and they immediately take on the form of humans. I'm like, why? What what would be the point other than saving the money on the budget? And wearing clothes. Yeah. They're in. Well, and speaking English. Yeah. (laughs) Like, surely, like, they're okay. So they're on Mars. They are white Martians. Yeah. The only person there that doesn't speak Martian, Martian. is Kara, but let's change for her. It would have been so much more powerful to have it all subtitled and translated for Kara. Or we are with Kara, and so when she gets a translation mm. from somebody, from John or whatever, we hear that as well. Yeah. yeah. Or do a Valkyrie slash Hunt for Red October situation where you first see them speaking Martian and then slowly transition that into English. So we, the viewer, go... Okay, those two Martians are speaking Martian to mm. each other, but we, the viewer, Vikings are just hearing does it. That as well. Yeah, hearing yeah. that in English, that would make more sense. But again, we're the dumb audience. Oh, what are they? There's transitioning languages. What does what does that even mean? Just it's a, again, that's a, it's a TV show. I'm currently watching Stargate. We've got our Get Into Geek has our Get Into Gate Stargate show. Every alien speaks English. It's just just accept it. It saves us five or ten minutes at the start of every episode. <laughs> so just move on. One thing that um, another thing that bugged me with this episode was towards the end John did the the mind meld thing with his dad mm. and showed him the memory Kara wasn't he she was exactly. away from them so she has to touch he has to touch yeah, the, they the have father, to touch each other and they can see the memory and she's standing there watching the memory as well it's like uh, how the f- can she see the memory <laughs> it, exactly i wrote down the same thing i'm like are you fucking serious <laughs> <laughs> well, are we just supposed to be so stupid like, have her there twi- twiddling her hair. Like, I'm sure you'd be happy with that. Just going, oh, what are these guys seeing? I don't see anything. <laughs> what did you see? That'd be better. Ah, oh, it was just shit house. But, you know, she did minimal in this episode, Terry. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be happy with I that. I was happy with that. <laughs> one thing um, I'm confused about. Only one. Well, there's, there's lots, but this is sort of non-related to to Mars and, and that side of things. Someone said, and I can't even remember who said it. Oh, it was, it was the dad. It was Alex's, no, Maggie's father. That's mm. right. Yeah, yeah. He said, they're even building a wall to keep us out. Right? So, and we know every now and then they throw out these jibes that are clearly... Yeah, 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 yeah. But Linda Carter is their president. Mm. She's not a bad president. She's not a fascist and you know all these bad things that they're saying so why did he then say that's a screwdriver (laughs) me again why did he say that they're building a wall to keep us out linda carter's president wouldn't do that 
Well, we don't know what she would do. Well, no, but we know that because um, but you are right. We're Kat talking Grant about has been, you know, defending yeah. her and da da da. So could also be set in the near future. It's like a post-Trump sort of world, and that that piece of legislation had passed, and they're doing it because well, maybe Linda Carter's just really bad. Yeah, maybe she accepts aliens, but she doesn't like Mexicans. <laughs> so Linda Carter's not all good. But on the father's thing, I actually did really like that. The, the episode is called Far From The Tree. So it's about, you know, parents and their children. We obviously get Tony Almeida popping up as Maggie's dad. He dumped her as a child once she came out to uh Even to that him. story didn't make sense. Oh, uh, I don't uh, know. I actually quite liked it. It was, it was brutal. Like but, in the, but in the he park. He said that he, he grew up in a world where everyone hated them and he did everything he could so that they wouldn't be hated. But now what she's doing... She's yeah. gonna be hated, therefore I hate you too. I gotta to agree. I gotta agree, Terry. That her, I've I written down I here the the, the the father's argument is pretty thin. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying his like, argument is like I don't agree. I I agree. What I like is he like the fact that it didn't end with him going, "Oh, I do love you," and and I've hated you and who you are and what you what you have become essentially for 20 years, but. In the last, you know, half day, I've, I've, I've forgotten all that. All that. I was glad that it didn't get resolved because sure, it sure. sort of shows that she doesn't need her father's love to be who she truly yeah. is. It's like a big f you if you don't want to accept me for who I am. So I really like that. I'm not saying his, his argument, argument isn't thin, but I have these. Yeah, I have these problems with people in real life. Anyway, I mean, we're going right now. People, I think, soon the the, the whole vote on same sex marriage is closing in Australia, and arguments against that that I hear from people don't make any sense and I have to really stop myself from like just tearing people apart over it. So I'm not saying his argument wasn't, wasn't thin. Uh, I just liked that side of the story. And then you partner it up with what was going on on Mars with John Jones and, and his old man. Yeah. That it was these two conflicting stories of parents and children. Like you said, it's setting a dangerous precedent for this show, which has been around for a little while and continues to go, that the less Kara plays in the episode, the better it is. is. And I really (laughs) like her as an actress. She is very good in the role, but they just almost don't seem to know how to write her properly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I find it very difficult to get past when you've got a big emotional scene and you have fantastic scenes with Maggie and Alex that are just powerful it's powerful television uh but it, it is getting then, old some of the arguments though yeah now, sure, the next one is the kids thing it's like oh for christ's sake <laughs> well, yeah um i i i just i find it really difficult to sit there and listen to the father going on about this reason why he left a- and then at the end of it i just th- what that doesn't make sense mm. oh no well he didn't leave he dropped off her and left her on the side of the road but anyway, how does everybody feel about the fact that it was suggested they take this staff, this very powerful staff, back to Earth and bury it? Shit out. Because yeah, there's there's no evil people on Earth who are gonna uncover that <laughs> and use it. No, it's yeah, it's just terrible. But anyway, I mean, we do need something to go wrong by the end of the season, and I'm sure that's going to be part of it. Yep. Now, how do we? F- I, I felt Kara went a little bit uh, Barry Allen in the way that she came into that climactic fight where she drove in the car and she was belting out some Britney Spears and like, hey guys, I'm sort of lost for direction. Oh, my husband hated that. Oh, really? Jason hated I actually really it. liked it because I thought I that's thought something funny. Barry Allen would do. Like when he comes in and he's sort of taking a piss at <laughs> things and very Spider-Man-ish sort of, you know. So yeah. I actually liked it, but... About 15 minutes. All right. But then I like that song. Um, <laughs> just before we go on to Barry Allen, uh, I want to pose the question, 
prediction maybe uh, is John's father bad why would he be bad just for the sake of why the writers having something stupid to write I don't know <laughs> he had like a they yeah they busted him out quite easily he was easily caught and that's mm. another thing too at the start I thought they I thought I he was in a prison him, yeah so away that they had to go and bust him out me too we know where he is we need to go and get him and next minute yeah, he's down the hall. They're just walking Second in door there. on the left. Yeah. Like, Wait. Oh, you meant you've just rescued him? And that didn't make any sense to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> shall we move on to Flash? Yeah. Okay, uh, who would like to kick this one off? Cisco, you have failed this city. That was the first <laughs> thing I wrote. I thought that was funny. That's it. <laughs> That's all your notes? Pretty much all <laughs> I've got. Wow. I think I handed it last week that it's looks like it might be getting towards that villain of the week thing like season one was yeah. now we came to the end of last week's episode where you had that sort of tech villain whatever his powers were electrical of some description that Let's call him Devra. sure <laughs> that he was part of this you know we had we I, I know the villain's name but i won't say it in front of ben but the guy who sits Thanks. there in the in the chair at the end in the in the real um, lens flare lair that he has and he's part of that and then he's got these other people that he's you know gonna throw against the flash this villain this week being one of them i'm gonna say she's in the grand final for the most annoying villain this show has ever oh, had really F- me if she didn't say one thing that was tolerable at all this entire episode and just walking around talking a bit like this oh i've got such bad shut the f- up <laughs> christ oh she annoyed the shit out of me people exist Mitch I know they exist <laughs> but do they have to come onto TV you think like can't TV be this fantasy land where but, yeah but did, did did she not then play that role really well to irk you so much I, I guess so but I don't know that I could see past it 100% to, so she, to she was as bad as Cupid oh, she was Cupid worse than stupid? Cupid no you know who she reminded me of the bee lady from season one the one that controlled oh, the, the one little. From the Walking Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think she speaks really high too. So maybe it's yeah. just a thing of like high short pitch. blondes that speak in a high pitch <laughs> that are villains in the Flash that I don't like. I don't know. Um, two other points, I guess, in the whole villain nature and the, the grand scheme of things. Why does the Speed Force, which we find out is what gave these new people their powers, why did the Speed Force give random meta powers like the Particle Accelerator did in season one? Like, I understand that. That was messing with molecules and depending on what, you know, random people across the city were doing at the time, you know. So a guy was stuck in a storm, so he became Weather Wizard. And, you know, the guy, you know, hanging out with sharks became King Shark. Like, it had something to do with their current setting. And I guess to an extent, so did it do for this villain. But that's what I understand. Like, they were powered by the Flash's return. They needed that explosion of energy, this bad guy, this thinker Davros. guy in the no oh is that what, yeah the guy in the, in the chair is that yeah. what we're calling him yeah, yeah Davros is <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> is uh it's part of his plan but why does the speed force which by name you would think is specific to speed, speed and speedsters it just gives out random meta powers to people that were all in the same bus like they again weren't in situational settings that that gave them different powers to each other and did the bus driver get powers or just well, the passengers on the bus did well, the bus get powers did the <laughs> that's the question <laughs> <laughs> it became the transforming car in supergirl's yeah. world that's what yeah, it did yeah, yeah. so yeah i think that come the end of this episode i don't know whether i ended up saying it last week or not but my thought when we were talking about what's the end game um is that yeah the flash 
they don't. Ju- I don't think they just needed him to come back from the Speed Force. I think he is going to play a role. He will go dark side, for lack of a better term, in this guy's grand scheme plan by the end of the season. He needs. Yeah, you know, he needed his return from the Speed Force to power up other villains, but he also needs the Flash as part of whatever this plan is. I don't know. None of us know. None of us are supposed to know by this stage. But speaking of not knowing, if I can just change the focus here a little bit. Joe's girlfriend, I didn't think she knew about the team and Barry. When did that get revealed? I think yeah, it was think season finale sort of time last yeah. year or something. Oh, was it? Yeah. I can't or remember that. Within and that time frame? Yeah, yeah because it, he, Joe decided to completely open up to her. I'm sure of it. Mm. Yeah. It oh, might have even happened off camera. Right. How could she be pregnant? She's like older than me, isn't she? I found that a little odd as well. And not to say that it's there's anything wrong with that or that it's impossible because I think what's the, the record 63 for a woman mm. wow that's happened a, recently I want to yeah. say and in Tasmania I think <laughs> um, go Australia no, that's not even a joke I'm serious um, it sounds like a joke um, so because how old would you put Joe at I would say he would be late 40s at the very least yeah, I'd be, I'm going to say he's in 50s. I'd be saying, yeah, mid 50s, early yeah. to mid 50s. But I've maintained the whole time that she looks a lot lo- younger than, than him. I said, remember early on, I was I like, is anyone thinking that's a bit weird that no, they're together? No, I think I view her as older than me. And I'm in my 40s. Oh. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. For everyone I'm listening. We can beat that out if you like. Um, <laughs> so, I think you're going to go, and I'm 26. And yeah. I'm 26. <laughs> Um, yeah, see, I put her at mid, mid-30s, mid maybe. Really? No, well, yeah. she's got that daughter, remember? Her, the, her daughter is, like, late, tw- at least yeah, late teens, early 20s. Remember, yeah. we thought once Iris died, because we figured Iris was probably going to die at the end of season three, that Joe's girlfriend's daughter was going to be the new love interest. And yeah. then he, he just couldn't get away from these people that were his half-sisters. Like, that <laughs> that's his type. Um <laughs> So I'm going to say, yeah, the daughter was like at least mid-20s right. to make it not so weird with Barry and that she'd have to then at least in a way be yeah mid like early 40s or something. But okay. still, I reckon 10 years younger than him for sure. Okay, cool. Did anybody pick up when Joe was in the house talking about his house and it was falling apart? Joe said, this house is bitching. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What up with that? So either he knows that Barry rambled that and then... Cisco translated it and it was this house is bitching. Yeah. I can't remember whether Joe was there in that scene or whether this house is bitching is something that Joe said that's that Barry knew about because he's obviously all seeing, all knowing from the, the speed, force. speed force. And it's all coming together. <laughs> it's a little clue to the future. I didn't even I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, he said this house is bitching. In what way? Like, well, like she was saying, oh, well, you should move out of this house. It's fallen apart. And he's like, what do you mean? This house is bitching. Ah, oh, shit. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something, I think. <laughs> you get into geek prediction. That's not really a prediction. <laughs> the, the scene where Iris decided she wanted to get married, smack bang after that funeral. Did anyone else think that was the most ridiculous scene yeah, it was terrible. In the history, it was just shit out. T- it was the worst, and it was so. Um, it wasn't even like her character. Yeah, it wasn't. She wouldn't even do that. Funny, I guess. Cause no, it was why, dumb. you just wouldn't go to a funeral. You sure go in 
after somebody has just finished uh, a Sunday morning sermon. church sermon and, yeah. and interrupt, just peep randoms are there, but not a damn funeral. Yeah, and it hadn't even finished. Yeah, it was just it a was bit off. really weird. It was just a bit off. Um, That's yeah, going to that be my worst, bad. putting yeah. that down right so up there. <laughs> H, uh, Harry, I keep calling him HR. Uh, Harry, right? He's yep. back. Yes. He's, he's, so we're happy with him being there? Definitely. Yeah? Love, love him. And I wonder whether this is a permanent Harry now because it's almost like in the space of, well, this episode really. Like the last time we saw him, he was very much that sort of deadpan sort of guy, like not tolerating any bullshit. He's shown up now while he did deliver the breakup box, which is a thing on Earth 2 or wherever he's from. Yeah. He was a bit bumbly the whole episode. Like, he was a bit awkward in, in certain scenes and lost for words. And he felt a little bit like he was a little bit of a cross between Season 2 Harry and Season 3 Harry. So I'm wondering whether this is like the permanent because they can't just keep killing them off every season and finding a new one. That'd be ridiculous. They've already done it arguably twice too many. But this might be the permanent ones so then sort of mixing what we like about both and that'll be our guy whether we see him every episode or not it's another thing but oh I think he's back yeah yeah, yeah this is well, I he gets think filling even in the episodes he's not in so yeah right okay yeah. Yeah. I think he's part of the chemistry of the show oh absolutely um, so one way or another I, and I think it's been fun to have other dudes in there playing the, the same guy <laughs> <laughs> But Very is that good, good though? It's a bit or not quite Orphan, orphan black. black, but a little bit. Like there was that scene last season where HR and Harry came face to face. That was so good. And brushing his teeth or something. I think HR was brushing his teeth, and Harry just looking at him like, "You are an idiot. It's offensive that you're in my face." Basically, like, yeah. uh, you know, I I really like that scene because it felt like two different actors. Mm. It was like Cosima and um, Allison. Yeah. God, yeah. It's a good show. It is a good show. <laughs> You were right about Wally not being around, Terry. Yeah. He walked in and goes, Is it <laughs> Oh, no, hey! it's me. It did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he walked in and he even said, why am I even here? Yeah. And that's what you he's said last pointless. week. You're like, he's just, he's pointless. Yeah. What's the point of him? At least his hair was back to normal in, that episode, in this episode, though. <laughs> so what's he doing now? Is he, He's off. Where's he going? He's going off to some other city to start a spin-off. DC yeah, basically. show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. But see, that comes back to my thing that Barry is still not right. He's cold. It's it's not the Barry we know. And and I still, like you started to say, Ben, Cecile being pregnant. Why? Just, just why? Yeah. And um, what was with Joe's reaction to all that? He was just weird about it. I'd be weird about it too. <laughs> well, maybe because both his kids are mid to late twenties, yeah. and at the very least, all of a sudden, it's like, "Here's your baby." He's like an old man. Yeah. <laughs> Going, God, damn it! Uh, mid fifties, got a baby. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that episode. Anybody else? Not really. It was a bit meh. Meh. She <laughs> was the the villain was annoying. The villain was shit house. TV show. We didn't even make it to the second screwdriver. No, I don't think we need to for that app. <laughs> no, it wasn't that good. Yeah. And uh, Legends. <laughs> Please take it away, Terry. Take it away. I have only written three things. Uh, the first thing was Argus, the Argus truck in Seattle in 2042. So obviously Argus is still around in the future. I wrote down Mick, Prison Break. I'm in. Yeah, that was a good that line. <laughs> That's so good. Um, and there was a Star Trek reference. I don't remember what it was. I just wrote down Star Trek reference. 
that's it. That's all I've got for legends. <laughs> but you liked it. I really liked it because I told you guys the next day. It's a really good episode. Yeah, you did text me because you watched it first and you said, please watch Legends from, you know, ongoing. I'm like, no, I haven't given up on it. I ranted <laughs> on it last week. Well, last week was shit, but uh, I was looking forward to seeing how much better it could have been than last week. And you're right, it was a much better episode um, for sure than last week. I mean, there was still some, you know, I sort of got past the the, the drug sort of scenes of, of Nate walking around, you know, on the on the African juices of that shit that, you know, makes... um. Vixen, you know, she she goes through her visions. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. Whatever. I've totally like, forgotten about all that. So one thing I'd like to ask the floor. There's no mention of broken time in any of the other shows. Why would there be though? Well, dinosaurs running around. So they're now going through time. Yeah. They fixing these. What are they called? Anachronisms. Uh, an- yeah. Let's go with that. Anachronism. Yeah. Yes. Anachronisms. Wouldn't I don't know. I guess the other shows easily have their hands full with their own stuff. Mm. But wouldn't it be nice to s- for them to say, "Oh yeah, that's like those dinosaurs that were running around last week." That was a bit that was a bit weird. So this is what I thought they could have done at the start of the season where they fixed it in 5 minutes. It was like, "Okay, the dinosaurs are gone and we this whole season's going to be about fixing the broken pieces of time." throughout eternity basically yeah which so far i've just been limited to like a 150 year range but whatever that they could have had like a whole season messed up time like real weird weird shit like dinosaurs were just a thing you know and you know there were there were gladiators roaming around in 20 in 2400 or something like that but then come the end of the season they fix shit and basically goes back to the start of 2017 or, or whatever and so then the other shows are none the wiser much like Barry with Flashpoint lived out this entire you know alternate sort of 15 20 year history of his own life but no one else knows about no one else knew about it. he yeah. went back and he changed it he still retained those memories but somehow he changed the you know sex of Diggle's kid and Diggle was none the wiser like as far as he knew that was normal so I I, I don't know maybe you're right that why they're not doing it now I don't think they're going to do what I what what I'm suggesting they do, which was at the end of the season or even prior to the crossover. Which, if they're following suit from the last couple of years, will be episode eight. So we've only got like another month before we get it. That yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully better than last year. That um, you know, if if we get them, the, our legends meeting with the current Arrow, current Flash, current Super, well, not so much Supergirl, but meeting with the other current shows. Yeah, you're right. Why have the broken time fixing legends? How are they associating with the other current Flash, current Arrow, and their realities don't match up with the Legends? That no, you're right. It it doesn't make sense. But I guess in the back of my mind, I'm just wishing that they had sort of played out this season as an alternate future that then is ruled irrelevant come the end of the year. Yeah. So well, it, I guess thinking and listening to you talk, I guess in the crossover episode. It could be, hey, what have you guys been doing? Well, we kind of broke time, and there's all these things that are flooding through time that uh, aren't supposed to be there. Oh, really? This is like uh, mm. Cisco. Oh, really? Mm. Like what? Like, um, I don't know. Sabretooth tigers are still around. Cisco's like, yeah, saber tooth tigers are a thing. I just went saw one in the zoo last week. It's like, yeah, they're not supposed to be there. 
in saying that every well last week they didn't do it in that stupid episode of Legends but with the dinosaur thing they showed up they opened up windows to send the dinosaurs back to their own time and they went around men in black style neuralizing everybody to forget about it so it could technically be happening in the Flash and in Arrow's worlds but no one's remembering it because all the people that have seen this weird well, shit well damn it I'd just like to see one I'd just like to see an I would see something really the other weird shows were really weird show a dragon just... flying through Star City just really quick for one second you go what the fuck was that and it's like oh it's a legend thing they'll fix up yeah. Again, it would be really weird if it was narrow. Put it in Flash. It'll make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot better episode than the week before. It, it just seemed like it... I don't know. It seemed like it had a handle on its own story. Mm. And it was just going from A to B to C. And it was it made a little bit more sense yeah. than last week, which was, was good. Now, this uh, water villain, you know, sort of shapeshifter, yeah. is she the big bad that the Time Bureau are teasing? that Rip doesn't think they're going to be able to handle, but maybe they can. Like, she wasn't, you know, blown away by the end of this episode. She's still out there somewhere. Is she the big bad, or is she working for the big bad, even though she's just been brought back to life? Or will she good and help them out? Well, part the, of the team? No. I get the because feeling... Because doesn't Vixen have to go away? Well, I get the feeling that the amulet is the big bad. Ah. Because... Didn't she, the water chick, say, I could kill you, but I'd only be killing myself? Yes. I got the feeling that it's, you know, how this big story about uh, amulet wearing chick is, you know, her granddaughter or great granddaughter is doing it. Yeah, she's Vixen. Someone else is doing it. And it's all through history, right? You're all wearing this amulet. And then the chick goes, I'd only be killing myself. Yes. Which makes me think, hmm. Yeah. That made me think she was a relative. Yeah, but it's a little too specific when you're talking about a show about time travel. I don't know. She could be Amara's great. But I'd be killing myself. So, yeah, sure. And that's what I mean. And and she's had her own problems with the amulet as well. Anyway, just a little prediction. (laughs) It was. I almost feel bad calling it, feel guilty in a way, and cheating calling it a prediction. But it's something I've been thinking about for, I think, at least a season's worth of episodes. The big problem with Amaya and Nate's relationship is that he's from 2016 or whenever, and she's from 1940s or whatever. You know, she left that that past to come to the future and live with him. Then she realized she needed to go back to ensure her line and all this. And Nate's like, I can't go back. Is that the like that? Is that the end game between those two characters? Like that? I feel not that it's obvious at this point, but I feel like if I make it out to be a prediction, and I'm happy to do it just for the sake of you saying that, and 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 we bringing it back that Nate will be our current-day Vixen's grandfather. He and Amaya will stay together, but he will be make the, the sacrifice and so move back to like 1942. A, like a Terminator Have you seen her? Basi- basically, yeah, 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 for uh, sure. Sorry, Have you seen her? It's hardly a sacrifice. Oh, no, no, no it's not a sacrifice <laughs> at all. But yeah, you're right. But she is essentially Kyle Reese, and he is Sarah Connor. Yeah. And sure, that but that's, that's, that's the obvious thing to say. The, the bigger question is, if it's not them then who does she think she's going to go back and meet and have a baby with? Because at the moment, she's in love with this guy. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, no, you're good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave, and I'm, I, I'm sure I'll find someone. What? That's not, I don't think that's... Well, she would never think works, to ask him to come back to 1940. He wanted her to move to, tw- you know, 2016. He's <laughs> oh, dear. Now it's happened to me. You know, he's already he already knows the 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 history of 1940 to 2016. He's a an historian, you know. 
Whereas, you know, she would probably never think to ask him to go back. I'm so, look, we're talking about relationship issues here. I mean, who knows what these two are thinking about? But, um, yeah. I, know, I think it might be a Terminator thing. That'd be cool. And he'll be their grandfather. Well, I hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah. Who did Ray meet in the drain when he was a kid? And why did we not mention that before? Oh, yeah. Here's something I just uh, never mentioned before in my life to any of the super-powered people that I hang out with daily. Where was he in the drain? Yeah, he was getting chased by the bullies on his bike and then he hid in the drain. Yeah. Pennywise. I was about to say that. that. You'll float down here too, or you'll float too. (laughs) You'll float too, Ray. Ray? So, yeah, I I guess we don't know. Well, do you know? No. Do you already know? Yeah, that was just weird. I just thought, why... How could he not mention that? That seems like quite a big... Well, it's going to be... But it might not have been important then, but it's obviously going to be related to the next story. Unless that's another anachronism. Maybe that never happened. Uh, It'd be another one where they go back to save their younger selves. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. When they weren't supposed to interact with themselves and the first thing they did was interact with themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it to you, Terry. It wasn't bad. It, it, it was, wasn't bad. It was okay. It was all right. It was um, nothing like Arrow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how good was this, huh? 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 Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, I, I, I again, another, um, another strong episode. Not, as, I don't think as strong as last week. I really liked last week's episode, but it was still very strong uh, for me. Obviously. A no Oliver Green Arrow episode. Is this the first time? I think we've had episodes where maybe he doesn't don the um, the costume, but he yeah. still goes out and does vigilante type stuff. And I, I don't mean wear another costume. I mean like he he'll go out in his suit and he'll still fight bad guys or something. Whereas in this, there was no non Merrill or non father work by Oliver. And I guess the temptation with that is that you can't go an episode without having Oliver Queen be the Green Arrow. But they did it. Well, they changed the intro as well. Yeah. Brand new intro. Yep. It just, it, what bugged me though, you knew that was coming. Here we go. <laughs> He's been the Arrow for, what, how many years? Five yep. odd. It's pretty obvious he's a white guy wearing a mask and a hood. And all of a sudden, he's black and yep. no one goes, Oh, you're racist. Oh, you're a different You're guy. racist. Oh. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see race. I don't see color, Terry, so... <laughs> But how many people he's really have seen him up bus. close? Like, I feel like Everybody the only Everybody pe- who looks at him. Yeah, but who though? Like, he's only out there <laughs> fighting bad guys. It's not like he goes and hosts, you know, press conferences as the Green Arrow. Like, I feel like if someone did have a proper f- a, a photo of Oliver Queen as the Green Arrow and then put it like this FBI chick and then put it next to a picture of Oliver Queen, it's like, well, you guys really, you know, you have the three day growth. Both of you have the same thing going on. That's interesting. You both. Diggle's massive compared to Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> and Oliver's massive, don't worry. But yeah. yeah Diggle's, Diggle's huge. huge. He's like a tank. Yeah. My best, you know how we, you want us, Mitch, to do the best. Oh, no, the hang worst. on. Should you giving this away early? No. <laughs> okay, away. okay, you're giving it well, away was, now. No, you may as well just say it. Look, there on. was a moment that I thought, wow, shit, that's cool. Tell um, me. Better not so be the part that I picked apart at the start. <laughs> might be. Um, so Diggle and um, shit, what's her name? Laura, Lana, I don't know. The new Dina, Mary, Dina. Dana. Yeah. They're out in the field 
She does her canary cry, which yep. pushes Diggle across That's the other building. Is that your best? I liked that. I think that might be my worst. Oh, no way. I that thought was that was cool. Shit. Diggle would be, A, blown apart by that. Why? Yeah, it makes cool. the whole thing. Diggle dives off the building and then gets <laughs> smashed with something else and then just lands. Yeah. He's like, I got this. Really? I, oh, shit. This is a tease to my best and worst of the week that we will have at the end of the podcast. That was both my best and my worst because it looked awesome, right? He's it in the did. top of the building. He dives down like he's a mortal man. He's Batman without a cape. He's essentially Daredevil, but he hasn't got his bloody um, Daredevil, his right. sticks, right? He just jumps and you're like, whoa, what's he doing? And she's just screams out which that's kinetic energy like that's not just like wind like that's we've seen that like destroy bad guys and it throws him which is one thing if it threw him into like water or a pillow factory that's fine (laughs) but it threw him through (laughs) through like skyscraper strength windows it's not it's not cracking you know your your, your ground floor you know kitchen window it's 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 not five mil thick. That shit would be inches or something like to accommodate for wind resistance and shit that high up. Throws him in. I thought that looks cool, but fuck me, is that risky? Like it's like yeah, we're gonna do something awesome. Shit, Diggle is actually dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I thought as well. But hey, what's just occurred to me, and I'm gonna skip right to the end here, where Diggle's obviously he's got the shakes or something wrong with him. Yeah, and he gets injected well, in the arm with stuff. something. What if Mirakuru? Th- yeah. What if he's getting injected with Mirakuru? So yeah. Dana, blow me into the building, I'll be fine. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good idea, boss. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey look, yeah, you're right. It could pay off later. You're absolutely right. Prediction right there. Well, it's directed by a guy, and I've mentioned him. I don't mention every director that we've ever had. I think Kevin Smith I mentioned because he's like, you know, he's Geek Five Thousand. Uh but Kevin Tankeroan or Tantaroan, I don't know how to properly pronounce his name, but he's directed episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. when we've done our shows on S.H.I.E.L.D. He's done The Flash, he's done Arrow, I think he's done Legends. I'm not sure yet whether he's done Supergirl, but he's a very, when I say action-orientated, like all these shows have action scenes, but I feel like he does, he shoots and, and, and choreographs action better than most other directors on all five shows if we're going to show, uh, throw S.H.I.E.L.D. in there. There's a couple of really cool uh, DC, uh, you know, comics-wise and else, references in there. You had Cord Industries. Now, I feel like they've had Cord Industries before. Same. But Cord Industries is like Stark Industries. It's a company owned and run by Someone. another superhero yeah. in this in this, in this this world. Bloody spoiler alert. Blue Beetle. But I think we've had him before. And there was a point where Dinah said to the other police officers on the site post-robbery um, of whatever it was they stole, and she goes, I'm going to need to speak with the owner. And I'm like, ooh, here we go. It's going to happen. Like, we're going to get introduced. Now, if they're going to introduce him, are they going to introduce um, someone of notoriety that, you know, will pay off? And next season, we're going to have this guy become a superhero. But they never did anything with it. It's like, like hey, <laughs> sure, but a friggin' other superhero from the comics. And the other one as well was Felicity when she had her little clear whiteboard situation. She was, you know, trying to work out the company details for her and Mr. Terrific's, you know, new endeavor. And she had ruled out uh, options for what she was going to call the company. And one of them was Oracle. I saw that. Yeah. Now, you know about Oracle. I'm assuming, Ben, you probably don't. Matrix? That's... (laughs) No. Uh, Oracle Oracle is the name that um, Batgirl gives herself when she gets paralyzed. Uh, Because Barbara Gordon, in certain iterations, Joker blows her away, paralyzes her. So she's just manning 
the computers, much like Felicity does for right. Arrow. Well, and she was too. She was, she was in a wheelchair for a yeah, while. Yeah, exactly. And she, yeah, that's, I mean, everyone criticizes Arrow for being this universe's excuse of for Batman. Um, and so, yeah, she'd ruled out the name Oracle. And yeah, I view that Batman. as the actual company whoa. Oracle. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? He said it's way better than Batman. But we push on. <laughs> it's way better than Batman. So not. It's a Batman, Kate. Whatever. <laughs> don't. Just don't. I like Arrow, but he ain't no Batman. He's better than Batman. Who would win a fight? Batman would whoop his ass. No way. No way. Are you joking? I guess they're both trained by Ra's Ghoul. So yeah, in, in this universe. I don't know that that's a proper thing, maybe. but... Maybe... Yeah, no, no, Batman, mate, he's the best. It's a good fight, and and he's been mentioned now, so I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Let's bring Batman into this. Let's do it, mano y mano. Yeah, Arrow, nail him, and he's the mayor, <laughs> boom, and a billionaire. Well, was I guess. <laughs> hey, um, you you touched on before that um, the is it Dinah, Dina? Why are we saying a bloody name? Gina. I'm just trying to speak like Gina. Gina, <coughs> Gina Lash. So, uh, she, you said before that she came in and said, I'm going to need to speak to the boss, right? That scene meant nothing to me because I didn't know who the boss was. Yeah. Nevertheless. But the only thing that popped out of me is when did she get a promotion from just being a cop to being in charge of the police? Because mm. she walked in there in charge. Is she someone else? No? Have I missed something? No, no, I just... It's probably like the same Supergirl type situation where Maggie is just suddenly... Part of the DEO. I liked actually in Supergirl. We didn't mention it, but uh, and apologies if you're not watching it. But when she was speaking to her father, and he goes, "Oh, you're a you're a federal agent." She goes, "Yeah, among other things." Like I know, you do that on the side. You do unpaid work. You do freelance work yeah. for an anti-alien agency. But yeah, push on. Um, yeah, I, I feel like wherever they went to, whatever other city they went to to find Dinah, that uh, she was already like had some like she was quite high in in a police hierarchy. Like she, when I say detective, it wasn't just like she was a, a beat cop or anything. So when she's transitioned into the Star City Police Service Department, that she's you know basically retained her level of being a detective. She's essentially Joe. Well, That's guess, how I've taken yeah, it. She's the, our version of Joe sure. now that um, well, I thought she old mate is the deputy mayor. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe she took over because Lance no longer has his job in the police department because mm. he works at the mayor's office. So maybe she. And I guess Oliver. Yeah, I guess Oliver and uh, him. Clinton could pull some strings in the department to get her a half-decent job. But anyway, I, d I thought she was just a cop. I, I think I saw her, I remember seeing her early on just being a cop. Yeah. And now she walks in and is like, right, I'm going to need this, that. I'm like, what? Anyway. So there was no uh, Oliver as Arrow, but he was very much the mayor. Now, I kind of liked actually the sub-story of him basically having to support an anti-vigilante piece of legislation but obviously doesn't want it to go into effect because then he's you know putting a target on all of his friends backs which already have targets on them for five years let's be honest because what i do like about this is like if anyone actually we get to the day which is never going to happen i assume where the people of star city find out that everyone in authority in star city is a vigilante <laughs> oliver green arrow was the mayor uh, obviously not Quentin, but he has supported them. You know, he's you know since he found out about them. Really, um, you've got the mayor's bodyguard is uh, what's his name? Wild Dog. Uh, Mad Spartan. Dog. Oh, yeah, that one. The deputy Very mayor's much. assistant is Wild Dog. You know, one of the chief police officers in the city 
is Black Canary. Like it's just it's just so corrupt in the best possible way. It is so horribly corrupt, which is so brilliant. But I actually kind of liked the, the 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 court case nature of it. I, I liked him busting into the end and saying, "Yeah, we don't want vigilantes. We don't want a need for vigilantes. But because we don't want a need for them, means we have a need for them. And so they're kind of doing the right thing, and they shouldn't have to. But that's what we're out to stop. And then he you know pulled some like strings out and you know read between the lines and clauses and shit that meant that they have to go and do something else to enact what did, i think quinton even said he's just he's just delayed the execution basically like it's not going to fix things forever but i like that yeah even though he wasn't a vigilante in this episode he still made some serious you know changes put some put some things into effect that are gonna maybe not change the show too much but he wasn't completely useless in this episode just because he wasn't firing arrows yeah, and speaking of not firing arrows, what do we think of Diggle's crossbow? Oh yeah, that was cool. It's cool, but it's not gonna be. He's not gonna be the Green Arrow. It's it goes against. I mean, people are gonna see him firing a crossbow. But I feel like yeah, it's sort of the same with the facing for me at least. And I might be completely wrong. Is that the only people that are gonna see him doing that are bad guys that he's taking down? I guess so. And then there'll be arrows left yeah. everywhere. And he's still firing arrows he's just not firing them out of a regular old bow and then they said they actually messed with the speed at which it fires the the crossbow fires these arrows out to match the velocity and the speed and the whatever blah 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 bullshit 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 to match what an arrow would be out of oliver's bow and he's good with it oh he's he's he didn't even have to practice he just uh nailed those tennis balls nice touch i thought it was good so the chick who's investigating oliver now seems to straight away have a lead on Diggle. Mm. Puts his his face straight up yeah. on the board. Yep. Yeah, she's got a finger on the pulse here. Yeah. She reminds me of Misty Day. Thought it was Misty Night. Is it is it night? I don't know. Yeah. Mis- Misty somebody. <laughs> I think it's Misty Night. Oh, is from are you talking Luke Cage? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Misty Night. Yeah. Yeah, oh night. Day. You're night. in the you're in the right realm. <laughs> I knew who you meant, and then I went, Wait, I'm not sure that's quite right. <laughs> Yeah, she does. She does. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't quite know what to make of that yet. She's going to be annoying. Well, not only that, who this season is our big our big threat? Or you know? No, I don't know. I think they... I don't know whether it's next week they introduce him or in week five. But he's still, obviously, yet to come along. Is but it I, Vigilante? Is it Vigilante? Probably not. <laughs> What's her face? I just... That I w- little chick. Artemis. Oh, oh God, no! Just well. be done with her. Hopefully, she died on the island, drowned, <laughs> and got eaten by sharks. I mean, what? She, um, yeah, she's fine. God, she was annoying. Yeah, she was fine. Anyway, great episode. Um, I just want one last point on Arrow was things that they are doing better this season, even if it, they're redoing things that people haven't liked in the past. Another one I felt in this episode, Elicity. People hated that term. Oh yeah. 2.0. He comes over to the house. Says, "Thanks for tutoring my kid." He goes, "Do you want to get back together?" She's like, "Yeah, kind of. You know, you sure? Yeah, I'm sure." Like. I find Felicity far less annoying this season than she has been in probably three years. And she's still doing all the the tropes, you know, the, the fast talking and the stumbling and the awkwardness and all that sort of thing. But I guess that she hasn't got that annoying relationship between the two of them to make it really annoying. I don't know what it is. But I feel like their, their chemistry, their relationship, the foundation of everything is so much more believable and it's been a little bit slower pace. Now we're only in week three. Yeah. But I find it's already more tolerable than it was in season four. Where does she live and where does he live? Because their apartments look very similar. 
Yeah, I. She lives in the 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 original apartment, the one that w- featured in one of the episodes in Flash last yeah, week. Flash yeah, Flash last week. And his looks like it's covered in marble. <laughs> All the walls in his. Which are like was Thea's, which was bought by. Oh, is that is he in Thea's Malcolm's. place? Uh, no, or oh. is she in Thea's? I'm confused. They She's in hospital the still. They're just ignoring her for a while. Well, yeah, it's just that's the contract, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it actually makes sense. Like where she wasn't in it last year, it was just like, oh, she's just not here. I'm like really? Because some serious shit's going down. Now it's like she's behind <laughs> it. All right, that's it. That's yeah, the wrap up. Let's go. So best and worst, Terry. Terry. Go. Um. Okay. Best was I think the canary cry that pushed Diggle. I thought that was very cool. Worst, the scene in Flash, the funeral scene where um, Iris was like, oh, let's get married now. And blah, that was just f***ing retarded. <laughs> I hated it. So that's mine. I yeah. actually have no memory of that funeral scene. I don't know what I was doing. but I So I would like to roll with you because both of you are very passionate about that being so bad. But I have literally zero memory of that scene. I, d- I must have fallen asleep. I have no idea. My bests, I've got t- I've got two, obviously a best and a worst. I think both of them qualify as my best and worst moments. They started off good, but then afterwards it just seemed ridiculous. One was the Deagle jumping off the side of the building, like falling, just tens of stories, just like flying through, Canary blasts him across the building. And it's like, that should have killed him. <laughs> the other one was later in the episode where they go to, there was some kind of foundation, there's some kind of thing going on where they were trying to stop the gas leak or explosion yeah, all those people dying within that uh, within that room, that oh, giant room, right. and something happens, that. and it just the music just cracks in, and you just it, it it pans up the top, and you see Diggle just jumping over the balcony slow mo, and then he's mid air, it pans to the right, and then you've got Wild Dog jumping in slow mo, <laughs> and then terrific back flipping in slow mo, and then Canary, she's got her legs up like Spider Man, she's sort of like, and it's like, wow, that looks awesome. Then they land, and it's for no reason, like they just talk. They, they just start talking, and not only did they just talk like, <laughs> what, what do we do? even do that for? People were walking behind them. Some were running and jogging and stuff, but others didn't seem that worried. None of them, no extra in that entire scene, looked at them once. They've just done backflips. Either way, they're vigilantes. They're costumed people who've just shown up in the room, <laughs> and no one. Oh, that's weird. It was yeah. just like they were wait staff, and it's like people in the background of their of their eye line. Does this mean free drinks are over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so both of them started as being the best thing. The secondary, when you actually think about it, they're my worst moments. Yeah, I've I've got to say, agree with you, Mitch and Terry. Half with Terry, the Diggle <laughs> dropping from the building has to be the worst for me. Really? I that do agree. Cool. Yeah, it's just it look, did look good at the start. I was like, oh, and then it's straight away. I was like, that is horseshit. <laughs> it's just they just could have done something different. Like, at least make it real and grounded. Diggle is not a metahuman. Yeah, but End like you story. said, he could be taking Merakuru. We well, don't know what Well, that is a big taking. prediction. <laughs> that is a big prediction. But you would think the rest he's of the team would something. say, dude, I don't think that plan's a good one. I think we need to just not do that. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, the funeral, and I agree with you with the funeral is bad. So, but awesome. my best is actually uh, a memorable scene where... Oliver actually had the sit-down talk with Diggle mm. about, you know, where, where Diggle was thinking, I'm not up to this. I don't know how to make the hard decisions. I don't know how to leave. I thought that was the best and least annoying Oliver scene because, don't get me wrong, I like Arrow. I like uh, Oliver's character. But I do find, I found, especially last season, when he was getting deeper meaningful with people, he just seemed 
brooding and moody and just just shit. Mm. And a lot of the dialogue just was awful. This was really well done, really well written, really well executed. It wasn't over the top. Um, it, it served a purpose, and I thought it was a, a great scene. Yeah. So that was my best of the week. Oath. Oath. Okay, scores. Let's have them. Uh, I'll go first. Um, same as last week, Arrow is my number one episode of yeah. the week. Yeah. Um, in a surprise move... Legends, not uh, not the bottom. No, Legends uh, is my number three of the week. So top to bottom, oh. Arrow the best, then Supergirl. What? I should, I, I quite like this. I quite like Supergirl. Again, yeah. I don't want to like it because she's not in it, but it's big coincidence. Arrow, Supergirl, Legends, and the Flash for me was the worst of the week. I just that villain and everything else around it just seems so stupid and dumb and annoying. And it can be better. It can be better. Terry, me, I'm gonna go Legends number oh, one. Shit. Arrow number two. Oh, not bad, not bad. Supergirl three and Flash four. Wow. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, I am straight down the line going to agree with Mitch. <laughs> of course Ooh. you are. <laughs> Thanks, I'd buddy. Written, no, I'd written mine down beforehand. <laughs> uh, Arrow was, well, it's back. It's back, baby. It's awesome. Um, Supergirl was... Yeah, for me, it was really, really good. Um, Legends, lesson, lesson. It was a trip to Mars. How can it be bad? Because we all the things that we complained about that episode. Yeah, but I find those episodes, despite you know, it had some some errors. Well, what we say is errors on our mighty perch. But it also explained a lot of things. We've had questions about Mars for so long. And, and we like, still Let's have questions. How does sure. she breathe on there? How oh, does yeah, but we've already Googled that. How did the car um, work on there? Like, how uh, did... Yeah, how did the car work? That's a good question because um, it, uh, it has to have oxygen to actually work. Run but let's way. assume that it's actually not powered by fuel or gasoline. <laughs> it's Girls, it's not. It's an alien ship. Sure, but... Yeah. yeah. It is, um, though. It's an alien ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, or the radio shouldn't have worked. Um, or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and, and Flash, yeah, was just was just awful. Legends was less annoying than last week, so I think it gets points. Yeah. No, I, th- I found Legends enjoyable. It was nice to watch it and not just pick constantly it. pick it apart yeah. at That's every why I put it single at term. It's like they... they each week, they seem to purposely just leave themselves wide open and go, come on, have a swing at me. Uh, and it's shit, I know it is. And don't even attempt to make sense. This week, it made sense, and it was actually just a pleasure to watch. So, I liked it. Yeah. Our final scores are, down the bottom, Flash. <laughs> <laughs> a tie for number two, Legends and Supergirl. Supergirl. And Arrow on top. Nice. Well, there you go. Arrows um. on top, two weeks in a row. Boom. <laughs> uh, Mitchell, what else is happening on Getting to Geek? Uh, we've got uh, Thor Ragnarok, our spoilers and non-spoilers chats going up there, of course. A uh, few weeks' time, Justice League. So if you haven't subscribed properly to Getting to Geek and you found us some way else through this DC chat, subscribe, iTunes and SoundCloud. And we're going to be talking DC in a much grander, broader, $180 million scale with Justice League when it comes out. In a few weeks' time, we will be reviewing that, giving away some tickets to on the social pages, so Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, if you just want to drop us a line, give us your own uh, feedback on the shows. 
what we've missed, what we haven't uh, explored enough of, just get into geek at gmail. Dot com. And of course, as I mentioned uh, during the podcast, Get Into Geek has a uh, sub-show called Get Into Gate, where we purely talk Stargate SG-1, one episode per week. We're introducing a newbie to the show 20 years on and just breaking down an episode uh, one a week. We're uh, early on in season three, having a lot of fun with that show. So just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. The other two in the room don't have social media, so just hit up the Geek pages and uh, chat to Ben and Terry through those. Excellent. Well, until next week, and Terry, look, if you want the proper sonic screwdriver... I will bring you just bring me a my actual sonic screwdriver. Right, next week, I'm It's not going to be a sound effect. It will be the sonic screwdriver. Oh, you, and it makes a sound. I have a sonic screwdriver screwdriver that makes a sonic Hands up if you're surprised by that. <laughs> Get into geek.com.